We are excited for this next interview because he is one half of the AEW Tag Team Champions, the acclaimed. We welcome in to Good Karma Wrestling, Anthony Bowens. Anthony, thank you so much for the time, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Well, so you started right there, so we'll dive in right there. Um, at what, A, where did Scissor Me Daddy Ass come from? Like, where did, like, and then B, at what point did you realize you guys got over something as sophomoric as scissor me daddy ass? Because, again, I'm one of those people. I can't get enough of it. So, um, the, the scissoring thing originated as a, almost like a rib on me back, like, two years ago. Because our, our, our hand symbol is the, the A with the fingers. And Caster came up from behind and did it on a dark back in the pandemic tapings. And I was like, <gasps> like I don't know if we can do that. <laughs> uh, they told us to not do it like we, they were like kind of iffy about it and then i guess we were renegades at some point and just started doing it again and we started to realize that um i say this all the time i was laying on the ground on one of the matches and then i saw everyone's hands in the front row like with their fingers over the railing and i knew we we're onto something so i really started leaning into it and then once we started uh, getting rolling with the, the ass boys and, and, and daddy ass, I was in the wheelchair because my knee was hurt. And I think we're, I can't remember what show it was, but we were about three or three to five minutes away from going live on television. And I'm sitting there and I was trying to think of an ending to, because uh, anytime we had the entrance with the, with the ass boys, I'd get the crowd to, to chant that at them. But it just felt like it needed uh, a, a punctuation mark at the end of it. And, um, I was sitting there and it just kind of popped into my head and I started laughing to myself and I didn't tell anybody. I think I told Billy, I was like, I think I'm going to call you daddy ass. And he just smiled and went, <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess he likes it. So I went out and I said it and I came back. No one said a word to me about it. And I saw it was trending on Twitter and I realized that this is something. And the next week there was, not, there was like scissor me signs. Um, and then after that, I just, I dove head first into it, it became it became a thing i they, we had trouble getting t-shirts at first i think uh um we, we were getting some pushback but i kept fighting and within a couple months we got it and then it became the best-selling shirt of 2022 so it's been a crazy last couple of months well sort of along those lines what is that feeling then when you know there are foam fingers and there's national scissoring day and you're having these conversations where i'm sure you have to keep a straight face what are those conversations <laughs> like you're pushing this forward i mean it's interesting i get scissored in airports bathrooms bar, <laughs> uh airplanes hotels i scissor everyone everywhere gym it's it's fun. Like it's caught on um, the Philadelphia Phillies were doing it. I saw the Cavs were doing it. Somebody told me the Phoenix Suns were doing it on the court. So it's a fun handshake. As I said, on national scissoring day, scissoring is a sign of friendship and nothing more. Um, if your dirty minds want to go elsewhere, go ahead. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's a fun handshake. You got the fist pounds and all these other things. Why not toss in a scissor? So let's go back to the creation of the acclaim because you had some individual matches. You were wrestling for some different promotion, you know, heavyweight championships, one famously with, uh, with Drew Galloway and, and you get to AEW, you get paired up with Max. Was that something that, you know, you, you wanted to explore tag team wrestling. You didn't want to be in a tag team. And, and how is that relationship with Max really obviously worked out for you? So it came as a surprise because Max and I were singles wrestlers on the uh, independents. Max had the, uh, well, he was in a little group called the, the Shook Crew. Um, I was doing my own thing as the five to a player on the independents. 
Um, and excuse me, and we were both trying to obviously get signed somewhere. And we had offers from the other company and we were kind of trying to figure out what to do. And then Tony found out about this, flew us down to Jacksonville, uh, unbeknownst to each other. And uh, I happened to get on the elevator and there was Caster who I have known him because he trains at our sister school in uh, Creative Pro New York in Long Island. I'm in Creative Pro New Jersey in, in uh, Rawway. Um, I think I had like a six-way match with him at one point, but I just didn't know much about him. I just knew him from training. And um, I was like, oh, hey, Max, like, what's going on? What are you doing here? He goes, oh, I'm here to meet Tony. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm here to meet Tony. And then eventually we found out that we were here to meet Tony together. Uh, we were brought in. Tony laid out like, hey, I like you both. I think um, I've had this vision to have a tag team in AEW called The Acclaimed. I think you guys would be a good fit for it. Um, we didn't know what it was. We just knew that, you know, Max had been doing, um, Max is a rapper. He's been doing this, making music all his life. Um, he's incorporated that into uh, what he does in wrestling. So I knew he rapped and I was com the complete opposite of what he was doing. So we didn't know what the acclaimed was. We had to figure that out. We went out and wrestled uh, maybe two hours later against best friends, came back to the curtain. Tony gave a thumbs up and we had contracts in front of us uh, the next day. And then from there, it was just a matter of, you know, we, we, we knew we had some sort of chemistry just from that match. It was a matter of trying to figure out, you know, we need catchphrases, we need gear, we need a move set, we need to get to know each other on a personal basis. So we, it was hard to do because we're in the pandemic and um, we don't have a performance center. So everything that we had to try <clears throat> as a team and uh, everything we need to do to gel together had to be done on dark in front of people every single week. And I think that's also the cool thing of the acclaimed is that, you know, most of the time you don't see, unless you have like a documentary or something, you don't see the training going on behind the scenes or like what it took to figure out what our finishing move is or what, um, you know, what we do together as a team on, on screen. But us, you can, you can literally go back to day one on dark and watch every single week as we added something to our presentation um, took away things, our gear got better, our matches got better, and you can see that from day one all the way through current day as the AEW Tag Team Champions. I don't think you can do that with anybody else in professional wrestling. Well, how fulfilling of a feeling is it then to go from that step to where you were to not even just winning the titles at Grand Slam, but all out, and the way it sort of just spilled over. The crowd, everyone there said, okay, we want these guys to be our champs. How fulfilling of a feeling is that for you? Oh, it's incredible. It's uh, it, I'm extremely grateful to um one to have built up such a connection with the audience to the point where they were demanding that you know they were demanding that we be elevated and um it's cool you know you get to do these meet and greets and everybody wants to scissor and they thank you for getting them back into like, we love hearing hey i, I was a wrestling fan forever and i kind of got out of it but you guys brought me back we love stuff like that and then to go back and to watch the footage of um, all these insane crowd reactions and you know if the second our sirens hit you know if the crowd's kind of sleepy woof, they come right up and max drops his disses i scream we have arrived i scissor daddy ass and people just, <laughs> people enjoy it so what's it been like working with you know billy gunn he was a part of one of the most famous factions of all time and had has how much has that helped you and Max being a tag team and having him along for this rise that you've been on for the last six, seven, eight months? 
extremely helpful. He's he's a huge asset to us and and the company in, in terms of trying to figure out you know strategies against our opponents. Like we might have an idea of what we want to do to attack something, a body part or such. And he goes, no, 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 you could do this. And he's always right. <laughs> he's never <laughs> <laughs> the stuff he says works. So he's been a huge uh, mentor. So it's like. What we're doing on screen is pretty much reflective of what it's like off screen. He's been a huge father figure to us, and we're greatly appreciative to, to have him with us. As someone in the 30s growing up here in the Attitude Era, what's it like just being in that locker room then? The Billy Gunn, the you know, Captain Insano a week ago. What's it like being able to walk along the halls and just pick the brains of so many guys like that? It's great. Like Sometimes I have to take a step back and be like, okay, well, these were all my heroes growing up, and now they're my coworkers. And... Um, it, it's a, a unlimited amount of knowledge to to pick from depending on, you know, any literally anything in wrestling that you want to know or you have a question about, you can go, you know, you go to F, FTR, you can go to Danielson, you can go to Jericho, you can go to Daddy Ass, you can go to Big Show or excuse me, Paul White. Um, you can go to any of these guys and they're so open and they're willing to to share their knowledge to help the next crop of uh, superstars uh, continue to get better. So you brought it up and, and all those guys you can go into the locker room. What would you say? We, I mean, it, it's the obligatory question we always have to ask. What are things like inside the AEW locker room? Because, again, it just always seems like something comes up. What is it like inside the AEW locker room? I don't get – see, that, that's the problem with – no offense, guys. The media sometimes <laughs> – people like to throw these headlines out there. And they read one and they'll read it from another site and they'll read it for a third site. And all of a sudden they've built the, this perception of, oh, my God, it's chaos. It's nothing like what you're reading. I, I really enjoy our locker room, um, all the stuff that we – like I, I will read the dirt sheets from time to time just to see how accurate they are. And surprisingly, they're not accurate because I'm like, oh, I'm right there. That, that never happened. So please take what you read on the internet with a grain of salt because there are a lot of fabrications. A lot of people need clicks for their websites. So they're going to put the most dramatic headline that there is out there. Um, just know that all is well. The company's doing well. Um, it's a fun place to be. That's why I love. I really enjoy coming to work every single week. It's exciting. There hasn't been a moment where I'm like, oh, this is dreadful. Oh, my God. There's so much drop. It's not like that at all. You talk about headlines from a positive headline standpoint. You tweeted after you guys won the titles at Bowens underscore official first ever AEW openly gay champion. What does that mean to you to have that representation to say, Hey, look at me as a champion on your TV every week. What does that mean to you? It means a lot. And it's an honor because sitting in this, my childhood room right now, <laughs> I had a lot of, um, Terrible, terrible, a lot of great memories there, but a lot of terrible ones of sitting here just flustered and scared and upset, a lot of crying, um, of trying to figure out what my future would be, what it would hold, would I be able to be a professional wrestler? Because there wasn't um, any like LGBT representation out there that was in pro wrestling that was successful for me to go, hey, I can, you know, be like this person and be okay. Um, so to be that person on television every week uh representing the community uh, the community positively and also as aew tag team champion it's one it's surreal i wish i can go back and tell myself like hey it's gonna be totally okay <laughs> it's actually it's gonna be amazing um that would probably have solved a lot of issues but if my presence on television every single week can help somebody um, not go through that that means a, a whole lot to me 
So at Grand Slam, we, we talked a little bit about All Out and, and the emotions of that. What's it like going into a match at Grand Slam where the, the, the crowd response the last time you you wrestled against Swerve in Our Glory was so overwhelmingly positive for you that seemingly this match had to happen at Grand Slam? You know it's going to be ending in a good way for you. How do you control your emotions heading into something like that? Well, here's the thing. Like, you never know how things are going to go. In the middle of the match, Max, you know – had a his knee gave out on him and that could have given us trouble that could have cost us the match but luckily he fought through you know when we go into these situations it's specifically like this where we know we're in our home turf and we have you know an arena full of 17 18,000 people who are gunning for us it, it feels like you're going into war and you have the best backing possible it's like it's two versus 17,000 uh, or 17,002. So it's <laughs> it's a crazy feeling. It's a rush of adrenaline. Um, it's exciting. I'm so happy that we were able to pull out the win, especially in front of the New York crowd, in front of my uh, my friends, my family. My boyfriend came out. Uh, his family was there. And somehow through the sea of all those people, as, the conf- as I was choking on the confetti, actually, because I didn't know <laughs> Uh, I have to look up and somehow I saw my dad, you know, throwing his hands up in the air. And that's out of all the, the the cool things that we've done. It's those memories that stick with me most because, you know, he's my family, especially my dad, too, has been my one of my biggest supporters. So it was very cool. You work for a company that spotlights tag team wrestling that's, you know, elevated essentially. Who are some of the teams you want to work with that either are in your locker room or might not be? They say, OK, this is the team I think we can really do special things with. Well, I think the obvious answer right now is FTR because we've been on parallel paths. We've kind of come close to each other with the eight-man tag match. Uh, you can see there's a little tension in there in that match, but then we kind of went back to our parallel paths. At some point, those paths are going to have to cross because we're two of them. They claim to the most popular tag team pro wrestling, and then if there's anybody else up there with us, it's FTR. And um, truthfully, you know, they've been they've – been, uh, <clears throat> Uh, number one contenders or <laughs> ranked top <laughs> or however long and they still haven't uh, got that opportunity i welcome the opportunity for them to wrestle the acclaimed i know the fans do so they are probably number one on the list uh number two we're gonna have to at some point get back to the young bucks because our very first um main event uh which was 10 matches in which is probably unheard of uh, on dynamite was against the young bucks and they cheated super kicked uh, Rick Knox right in the face. And uh, I think that's pretty much illegal, guys. So I think... <laughs> I could be. I, I think you're onto something. That's, you know, I, I got to tell you, in professional wrestling, Anthony, I mean, people want to talk about how bad officiating is in the NFL, the NBA. Pro wrestling really needs to look into this. <laughs> well, uh, they should have been disqualified. Uh, and anyway, we need to get that redemption back. And I think we are a completely different team than we were back then. So the dynamic would be different. The energy would be different, way different, considering there was nobody in the audience. It was in the pandemic. <laughs> so I think that is another clash that we'd love to kind of revisit. Re- revisit. Excuse me. Do you ever know what Max is going to say before you go out there? Does he ever run it by you? Or is it always just like the rest of us catch you completely by surprise? Yes and no. Uh, the most I will do is we will go through, um, you know, what's trending, what's going on out there in the world. Because, uh, you know, Max loves to dive into anything that is newsworthy, whether it's politics, whether it's the other company, whether it's pop culture, everything. He hits everything. 
So I'll kind of give him a, a breakdown of what I've seen because maybe he missed something and then he goes off somewhere in the arena. I don't know where he goes <laughs> and he comes back and he has this this rap. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to know. I want to have a natural reaction. Other times it's like, give it to me because I'm excited to hear what he's come up with. <laughs> you talk about being back home, being in your childhood home. What is the reaction of friends and family where you know family introduces you? Hey, here's my son, Anthony. This is what he does for a living. What's the reaction of friends and family? We're like, oh, this is the guy that scissors on national TV. Well, I kind of have a rule with my friends and family. If they don't, if they're not aware, don't bring it up. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very introverted when it, in certain scenarios, which is, I guess, a, a shock to some people. For me, there are different aspects. There's so many different parts that make up Anthony Bowens. You know, I am, uh, from just a personal standpoint, I have masculine, I have feminine energy. I'm very quiet. I can be very loud. I am. Uh, I can be boring sometimes. I like to relax and do nothing. Other times, I want to be out moving and being social with people. So. I have to unlock certain parts of me sometimes, but most of the time I'm just kind of chill. If I'm at a party, I'm usually kind of the guy at the wall, on the wall, people watching. And um, I don't like the attention unless it's from a wrestling perspective. Um, so it's usually, hey, I'm a bartender or something. <laughs> uh, tell them that. I don't want to have to like go through the awkwardness of all the attention turns to you. And then I'm like, right. uh, uh, <laughs> So, so what you're saying is you're not going to sit down for Thanksgiving with the championship belt around your waist or set it on the table and get its own spot. That's not happening this year. No, no. I mean, I, I'll be spending Thanksgiving with like my immediate close family <laughs> who I see every, you know, every other month when I come back from Los Angeles, they're already in the loop of everything. So I won't have to worry about, you know, explaining anything or answering silly questions. <laughs> Well, Anthony, I just want to say thank you so much for the time, man. You've been very gracious with the time. I appreciate it. Best of luck to you and the acclaimed. I, for one, am hoping you get that rematch with the Young Bucks. I hope you get that match with FTR. And I, I don't think I'm alone. I think those are matches that the AEW audience certainly want to see. I agree, and I'm excited for it. I'm excited for you guys to tune in uh, every week to Dynamite, every, night to, every week to Rampage. Because remember, AEW doesn't stand for All Elite Wrestling. It stands for Acclaimed Every Wednesday. And if you want to know more about me, head to my YouTube with my boyfriend, Michael and Anthony. Like and subscribe. we got parodies, uh, uh, sketch comedies, lifestyle vlogs. Uh, head to Twitter, Instagram if you want to hear my crazy thoughts and silly photos with you know my personal life, uh, my friends, the lads, Hook, top, uh, top Flight, all kinds of crazy shenanigans, at Bones underscore official. And I can't think of any better way of ending this than boys. Throw up them scissors! <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Anthony Bowens joining us here on Good Karma Wrestling. Make sure you tune into us next week. We'll be back on Thursday night. Thursday night next week after the special Wednesday edition. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Good Karma Wrestling.